This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's best erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. Feast your eyes to the inspiration of this story, Valentina Nappi. Check her Instagram linked below. Please enjoy a very hot episode of Your Friend's Erotic Stories. The next story is posted by user ShadowForce2 from r slash erotica. The title of the story is Sometimes You Just Want to Be Used. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Fuck you, Jimmy. She yelled as she stormed out of the wooden house. Fuck me. Fuck you. You're a stupid whiny bitch, Jimmy said, chasing after her slamming the screen door as he left. What did you call me? She turned around as he approached her in his white tank top and blue jeans. Bitch, want me to spell it for you, he said, looking down at her. You know what? She shook her head. You're not even worth it. She stormed off into the dark of the night. She didn't even look back at him. She hated him. She hated that house, she hated his friends, but she hated her life most of all. Another fight with Jimmy. The old man behind the bar asked as she walked into the local watering hole. Fuck him, she said as she pulled up the partisan and joined him. Mind if I put in a few hours? Hell no, he said as he took a seat. I'm not going back. She said as she began to clean some of the glasses. Yes, you will. The old man nodded. You always come here when you're mad, he will come through that door. The two of you will talk, then you will leave. Not this time. She shook her golden blonde hair. He can take a fucking leap off a cliff. What'd he do this time? The old man asked. That motherfucker wanted me to strip for him and his friends as they watched the game. She shouted. Can you believe that shit? The older man shrugged. Drinking. Again. Is he? Yes. After the last time. He promised he would stop. Jesse said as she took an empty beer glass from one of the customers. She popped the top off a new one then handed it to him. She flicked the cap into the bin across from her. Jesse. The old man nodded towards the door. Jimmy had walked in. He had his brown baseball hat on and wore a worn-out brown jacket over his tank top. What part of fuck you? Don't you understand? Jesse said as he reached the bar. Hey Leonard. Jimmy nodded. Jimmy. The old man replied. The usual. Jimmy said as he sat down. Jesse folded her arms under her impressive bust. Now Jesse. He is a paying customer if he sits at my bar. Leonard said from behind her, Fine, Jesse said as she took a beer bottle. She popped the top and slid it to him. Drink it and get the fuck out. Sorry okay. Things got a little out of hand, Jimmy said. You can't be walking around with those hanging out and wearing those shorts. Especially with the guys around. This is my fault, Jesse screamed at him. The locals were used to these two arguing. None of them stopped what they were doing. I have massive tits, Jimmy. I have always had them if you and your friends can't handle that then watch the game somewhere else. I said I was sorry, Jimmy said. I told them they had to leave. Now just come back to the house. Jessie shook her head. She had given in to Jimmy too many times. She loved his brown eyes and the way they looked under that cap. And she loved how he smelled after working at the factory. The two had been an item since they were in high school. Please, Jimmy pleaded. Fine, Jessie snapped. This is the last time, Jimmy. She said as she walked around the bar. Leonard stood up with a smile. He had known them both since they were born. Jessie fell back on the bed as Jimmy fell on top of her. Her legs parted as he slid into her. Don't ever call me a bitch again. She said to him as he gently bit her neck. You're my fucking bitch. And I will call you that as much as I want. 
Jimmy said as he pushed himself deeper inside of her. Jesse's legs wrapped around him as he began to fuck her. She squeezed them tightly around his thin frame. With each thrust into her, she tightened her grip. Fuck, Jimmy yelled, stopping his pace. All right, he gave in. Jesse had spent most of her life riding horses and being on the cheer squad in high school. She had legs that could crush a man's ribs if she wanted. Jimmy got up. The mood for him had been destroyed, just like the aching pain across his waist. And you wonder why I call you that, he said as he put on a shirt. Keep calling me that, and I will crush more than just your ribs, Jesse said as she turned over. The two slept the night away, staying angry at each other even as they woke up. Jimmy went to work at the paper factory. Jesse turned over as she worked later that day at the bar. You know one day, one of you is going to kill the other, Nathan said. He was the cook that worked behind the bar. I know, Jesse said as she took some orders. What are we supposed to do? Call it quits, Nathan replied. You both had a good time. Call it a failed relationship and be done with each other. Nathan was right, but then Nathan was always right. Everyone came to the bar not only for the drinks, music, and sports. They came to ask Nathan for advice. He was the town's counselor. Okay, but this town is small. Not like we wouldn't know what the other was doing, Jesse said. The town was tiny. It was one of the small towns that people saw from the highway as they passed it at a high rate of speed. The only time anyone from the outside came into town was to gas up, buy food, or had to make an emergency stop, then leave, Leonard said from his corner. Jesse looked at him, tossing her golden hair aside. You heard me, Leonard said. Standing up, what have you got going on here that is holding you? Jesse thought for a moment. Jimmy was the only thing she had left. Her mother died when Jesse was a baby. She had stayed with one of her mom's friends for most of her life. Then Nathan had taken her in. He had been the closest thing to a father she had known. He's right, Nathan said, looking at her with those cold blue eyes. You're going to be 30 in four months. What have you got to show for it? Do you want to end up like us working your life away in some no-name town? In the middle of fucking nowhere, Jesse looked back over her shoulder at the rest of the people in the bar. It was like a scene out of a movie. Everything had stopped, and everyone was looking at her. Come on, there is something I want to show you. Leonard said. They walked to the back of the bar. Leonard and his wife Patricia lived behind the bar. It was a cozy place. Jesse had slept back there many times when Jimmy and she had their big fights. Sit, he said, pointing to a chair and table in the middle of the kitchen. Jesse sat and began thinking about leaving. She had thought about it many times. Leonard came back with a photograph in his hand. He handed it over. Jesse looked at it. It was a photo of a lady. She was wearing a white shirt with beads around her neck, short jean shorts, and a suitcase. Who is this? Jesse asked. I think you know the answer to that question. Leonard said, sitting across from her. Jesse looked at the picture. Her eyes began to water. She knew her mom's story of how she came to this town from somewhere else, hitching rides across the country, then finally falling for someone in this town. They had settled down here when her mother became pregnant. Some people say the man took off. Some say he was hit by a car and died on the spot. Jesse was born. Then her mother became ill and passed away. Who took the picture? Jesse asked. I think it was him, Leonard said. Read the back, he said as he looked at her. Jesse turned the picture in neat handwriting. It displayed the date a full two years before Jesse was born. Then underneath the date, it said in bold letters, Jacksonville or bust. They were going to Jacksonville. I thought he was from here. Jesse asked through teary eyes. That was a rumor. Neither of them was from here, they found each other on the road. They settled here because your mother was pregnant with you. Leonard said, you knew them. She asked, nah, I saw them around but never spoke to them because I knew the moment they had you. They would be gone, he smiled. He left her before you were born. 
She stayed. Where did he go? Jesse asked. Did you read the back? Leonard asked. Jacksonville. She said. Since they were heading south, I figure it meant Jacksonville. Florida. He said, standing up. Where did you get the picture? She asked. Found it. When I was cleaning out their apartment, he nodded. It's yours now. He left her there to think. Jessie thumbed the picture looking at her mom with her long legs and long golden hair. The only thing she had was that suitcase. She looked like she had no cares in the world, except for the man that took the picture. That night Jessie packed all of her clothes into a duffel bag. It wasn't a suitcase like her mom's, but it would do. She picked it up, put it over her shoulder, and then headed down the stairs. Where the fuck do you think you're going? Jimmy said, standing up from his chair. I'm leaving, Jessie said, standing firm. It's over. Jimmy, it has been over for a while now, if you leave. I am not going to chase you this time, Jimmy said, plummeting down into his chair. Jesse stood there looking down at him. What are you waiting for? He asked, if you're going to go, then fucking go. Jesse nodded. She walked towards the door. Then she looked around at him. Do you love me? Bye, Jesse, Jimmy said. His eyes were filled with tears. Bye, Jimmy, she said as she closed the door. Jesse walked to the bar to say her goodbyes. Leaving now? Huh, Nathan said. Wiping the sweat from his face. Yes, tear the bandage and all that stuff. Jesse said. Nathan walked around to the bar. His big burly arms gave the girl he knew since she was a child the biggest. Tightest hug he could muster. He let her go then looked down at her. You don't come back. You hear me. You leave. And you don't give us a second thought. You got it. Jesse nodded. She looked over at Leonard. Still sitting on his chair that was always behind the bar. He nodded at her. And she nodded back. She turned to walk out of the bar when a man stepped in front of her. Here, he said, handing her a set of keys. He nodded to an old truck parked outside. She's on her last legs. She won't get you far. Might even break down a few miles from here. When she does, you leave her there. She belonged to my ex-wife. And I will be glad to get rid of the damn thing. Jesse smiled. Thank you. The man nodded and went back to his table. Jesse got in the truck. It smelled of cigarettes and beer. The truck barely started. Jesse put it in gear then headed out of town towards the interstate. At the light, she looked in the rear view. Looking back at the only place she had ever known. Jesse looked back at the traffic light. When it turned green, she headed onto the ramp. Miles ticked away with each one. It took her further away from the place she had called home. The truck made the strangest noises as it slowly began to die. After the sun had crept up from the clouds, it gave its last breath as a cloud of smoke came out of it. Jesse pulled it over to the side. Okay, she said as she picked up her back. She slung it over her shoulder. Walking it is. She began to walk. Luckily, she was wearing much better shoes than her mother had worn. Whenever she wanted to give up. When the sun was beating her to the breaking point, she took out the picture and kept moving forward. A sign indicating a truck stop made her come off the highway. Well look at you. The man behind the register said as Jesse put the two bottles of water down on the counter. Bathroom, Jesse asked. The man handed her the key attached to a large wooden stick. Round the back, he said as he handed her the change. Thanks, Jesse nodded. When she looked in the mirror, she saw the sun had made her face red. She had dark black circles under her eyes. She washed her face, then drenched her long hair in the cold water. She looked back at the woman looking back at her. We can do this. No getting in cars with strangers, stick to the lights. At night, we have enough money for a room. We got this right. She nodded. The woman nodded back at her. Let's go. Jesse handed the key back and then began to walk back to the ramp that would take her back to the highway. She had bought a map to keep her on the right path. The sun was beginning to go down when she saw the sign for the next city. Next exit we get off and get somewhere to stay. She told herself, well look what we got here. A truck skidded to a stop as she began to head for a motel off the interstate. Just want to get a room, 
Jessie said. Exhausted, she had finished her last bottle of water a few hours ago. She was barely keeping herself upright. We got a room for you, one of the men said, jumping down from the back of the truck. Jessie's eyes barely focused on one of the men, let alone all of them. Please, just leave me be. I just want to lay down, Jessie said as she tried to push past them. Hold on, another said. You going to deny our hospitality? Check out her tits, another one said. Think they are real? Hell no, look at her frame. I bet her father paid for them and now she is running away from him. Give them a squeeze, see if they are real. Another said. Jessie swung her fist but missed. But she fell to the ground with all that effort. Pick her up. Let's take her to my place. Please no. Jessie began to say before blacking out. Jessie woke with a start. No, she screamed. You're okay. A man's voice said. Jessie opened her eyes to see a black man on a bed across from her. My name is Anthony. The man introduced himself. Jessie. She replied. She looked around the room. It's a hotel. Sorry I didn't have enough for separate rooms, Anthony said. The others, Jessie asked. Looking around, I chased them away. Anthony smiled. They gave me this for my troubles. He had a black eye and a few bruises all across his face. Thank you, Jessie smiled. The room is yours. I only had enough for the one day. Anthony said as he picked up a large backpack. Do you have a car? Jessie asked if he was a nice man. He could take her closer to her destination. No, Anthony replied. I am hiking it to Miami. He smiled. I was adopted. I just found out my birth parents are from Miami. So I thought I would look them up. I am heading to Jacksonville. Jesse smiled. Would you like company? Of course. Anthony smiled. The two bought some provisions for the road and began to walk together. Along the way, they each told their stories. Anthony gave her a high five for leaving her dead in life. After hearing how Anthony lost his job and his house, Jessie didn't feel bad about her life. Many people stopped to offer them rides. Some were going the wrong way. Others wanted to take her but not him. They both agreed it would be safer for them if they stuck together. The night came and with it a thunderstorm. They got off the highway and got under an overpass. They lay on the ground keeping their belongings off the ground. Anthony took out a large plastic sheet which he put under them. Sorry, I don't have anything to keep us warm, he said. You should stop apologizing. Jessie said as she curled up close to him. She wrapped her arms around him and placed her head on his chest. He pulled her close, and the two fell asleep. The next day they both smiled as they saw the sign that showed they were getting closer to Jacksonville. It was another day away according to the miles on the sign, but it made them feel good. They walked with more vigor, and they made up some time when the sun started to fall. The last person to stop to offer them a ride was going the wrong way but they had given them some money. They went to a motel and got a room. Jessie loved how the shower felt. It cleaned the road dirt from her skin and hair. Your turn, Jessie said as she got out. Wow, Anthony said. What? She replied. Never noticed the color of your hair. He smiled. Shut up, Jessie said as she pushed him into the bathroom. There was only one bed. They had decided to share it. When Anthony finally came out of the shower, he joined her on the bed. Well look at you, Jessie smiled. What? I thought you were a white guy and was just black from all the dirt. She laughed. They both laughed before falling asleep. Jessie was the first to wake. She looked at the digital clock on the stand. It was just past seven. She also noticed that Anthony had his arms around her, wrapped under and around her, and both his hands were on her chest. She just shook her head before laying her head back on the pillow. She felt him poking her just above her ass as she settled back. No way, Jessie whispered to herself. She smiled as she moved her ass back and forth until it was level with him. He was as hard as a rock. Anthony, Jessie said, but he didn't stir. Anthony, she said louder. What? He bolted upright. Nothing, calm down, Jessie said. It's just that you're, you were poking me. 
She smiled as she looked down at the tented sheets. Oh, he began to say before she put her hand over his mouth. If you say sorry, I will slap you. Do you understand? Anthony nodded. Jesse took her hand from his mouth. She placed it on his bulging pants. I wanted to wake you so I could do this. Jesse dived under the sheets and took him into her mouth. She had never sucked on a black dick before. And she enjoyed how much thicker it was than Jimmy's. It wasn't as long as Jimmy's. But she loved how its thickness filled her mouth. Jesse moaned as she bobbed her head up and down. She could hear Anthony moaning as well as see his toes curling. She bounced her head faster, squeezing his heavy balls as she took him into her mouth. Anthony pulled the sheets back. I'm coming, he said. Jesse increased her speed, circling her tongue around him. With a final twist of her mouth, he came hard, filling her mouth as he came. Holy shit, that was good, Anthony said. I have good oral talents, Jesse smiled. So, do I, Anthony said as he dove under the sheets. Holy fuck. Jesse bellowed as Anthony's tongue pushed its way inside her. Jimmy had never gone down on her. Not once. What he was doing with his tongue and lips was making her squirm around the bed. Anthony's hands held onto her thighs with a vice-like strength. Jesse felt like she was either climbing the wall or being pulled down to the bottom of the bed. He was relentless. Each time she came, it edged him on further. Stop. Jesse finally screamed. Jesse was breathing heavily. Beads of sweat made their way down her face. Got him it. Jesse said as Anthony came up from under the sheets. Do you even breathe? She asked as she tried to catch her breath. You know the saying. Anthony said with a devilish smile. Which one? She asked. If you want to stick it, you better lick it. He smiled back at her. Then what are you waiting for? Jesse smiled. Anthony wasted no time as he climbed on top of her. Jesse felt him as he slid into her filling her up way more than Jimmy had ever done. Anthony fucked her hard. She held onto the headboard to stop it from banging against the wall. All thoughts of Jimmy were fucked out of her as Anthony pushed her legs up and over her head. That's it fuck me, Jesse said, letting go of the headboard. She grabbed one of her tits and began sucking on the nipple. Keep doing that, Anthony said as he fucked her harder. This, Jesse asked as she circled her nipple with her tongue. Yeah, Anthony said as he fucked deeper into her. What about this, Jesse said as she pushed both her tits together and sucked one nipple than the other. Fuck yes, Anthony said. Jesse felt the familiar throb inside of her. Come in me. Jesse nodded as she looked up at him. Anthony pushed inside, pushing her legs further back. They almost touched the headboard. He groaned loudly as he filled her with his cum. They both collapsed on the bed. They fucked many times before leaving the motel. Jesse's favorite was when he fucked her from behind in the shower. She came multiple times, feeling his heavy balls slapping against her. They walked hand in hand down the highway. Where you guys heading? A man said, stopping beside them. Jacksonville. Anthony replied, good luck, I am heading that way. The man said, both of us, Jesse stated, sure, hop in, he nodded. Jesse and Anthony jumped into the back of the man's truck. They headed off. Jesse lay her head on Anthony's shoulders. A few miles down the road, she slipped her hand into his pants. I bet you never got a road job before. She smiled. Anthony shook his head as he looked at her. It didn't take long before they were passing the state line into Florida. The man opened the window. Anywhere in Jacksonville in particular. No, Jesse nodded. Okay, he said as he closed it back. The truck stopped at a large bridge over a river. I'm going off the highway now so is this good? Perfect, Jesse said. The two of them climbed down from the truck. They said thank you and waved as the truck disappeared. The bridge was busy with traffic. They looked over at the large buildings and the city lights. The sun was going down. You made it, Anthony said. We made it, Jesse said, holding his hand. I know you want to go to Miami. But I would like if we tried to make a life here together. Then one day, she began to say before he kissed her. Yes, he said. They began to make their way down the ramp. But she stopped. One thing I have to do, 
Jessie said as she turned back around. She climbed onto the metal bridge. Cars beeped at her as she climbed higher. When she got as high as she could, she reached into her pocket, taking the photo out. She pushed into one of the cracks she found on the bridge folding it tightly into it. You made it mom. She climbed back down and took Anthony's hand. The photo flapped in the wind. The lady in the picture stared out at the city. Leonard. Patricia yelled. What? He shouted back at his wife. Where the fuck is my photo? Oh. The old man said as he looked away. What did you do? The old lady stared at her husband. He sat her down and explained what he had done with her favorite photo. That's not her mom. She yelled at him. I know that. Leonard sighed. Jesse needed motivation. And that photo gave it to her. It's mine. Patricia yelled back. No, it's not. He yelled back. You found it on the side of the street when you were running away from your parents. And if you hadn't bent over to pick it up, you wouldn't have lost control of your car and hit the tree. She smiled. And we wouldn't have met. He smiled back. Well, I hope she takes care of it. She smiled as she got up. How did you convince her it was her mother? I scribbled a date at the top. He shrugged. I left the Jacksonville part. You devil. I wonder who that woman really was. We will never know. A few weeks later, Stephen was filling his car up at the gas station. Wow, it's windy out here today. A passing woman said as she got in her car. Stephen nodded at her. Stephen had just got out of court. His wife of 13 years had divorced him. He had found her on the kitchen table with her legs up in the air and his best friend between them. Stephen was angry and nearly took his gun out to kill them both. But he did the right thing and left. Her lawyers served him with the notice. And today it was final. He got into his car when something stuck to the window. What the fuck now? He said as he got out of the vehicle. He picked it up off the window. It was a picture of a woman. The paper was flimsy and torn. But the picture still looked intact. It was a beautiful woman dressed in a white shirt. With torn short jeans. Her tight stomach was visible. She was in the middle of nowhere. Hitchhiking with only a suitcase. Steven shrugged it off and was going to throw it in the trash but stopped. He looked at it again. Something about this woman captured him. Steven took the picture home. He scanned it into his computer. He had a vast knowledge of working with photos from previous jobs. He cleaned it up the best he could, which was good. Then he put it into an internet search program. Nothing was found online that was close to this picture. You're real. Steven said as he stared at the woman. Where are you going? He asked. He took the picture from the scanner and turned it over. There was writing there, but it was faded and water damaged. Well, he said as he hit print. The printer came to life. He took the photo paper out. There she was good as new on a new piece of paper. That night Stephen tossed and turned. He had dreams of his life when he was married. He dreamt of his dead-end job at the post office. Then he dreamed of going on the road saying fuck it all like the lady in the photo. He woke up and began to pack only his clothes and his laptop. He looked back at his house. Fuck it. He said as he drove away. Stephen went to the bank. Emptied all his savings into cash. And then got into his car. He drove away. Took out the photo. And pinned it to the rear view mirror. He looked at the woman. Where to? He looked left then right. He knew where the right would take him. He had been down that road. It was safe. There was nothing new that way. It was old news, boring and stale. He looked left. He had never been that way. Never left the safe places he drove to every day. He looked and smiled at the lady. Left it as then. The end. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to subscribe and check the links down below to be notified for daily episodes that would make your day a few times spicier as we listen to our friend's erotic stories.